We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome to another edition of the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, www.simultv.com. You can always send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Stephen Bassett, and he is the executive director of Paradigm Research Group, founded in 1996 to end a government-imposed embargo on the truth behind extraterrestrial-related phenomena. He has spoken to audiences around the world about the implications of formal disclosure by world governments of an ET presence engaging the human race and given over 1,200 radio and television interviews, PRG's advocacy work has been extensively covered by the national and international media, including being featured by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, New York Magazine, Washington Times, and the Chicago Tribune. For more information about Stephen and the work that Paradigm Research Group does, visit www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. And as always, Stephen, a great pleasure having you on the show. Welcome back. It's nice to be back, Rob, always. So what have you been up to, my friend? I, I know during the, uh, you know, before we went air, we were talking about your your uh, latest trip down to Brazil. And uh, let our listeners know what happened down there. Yeah, this is the uh, final I think it's the final lecture conference of this uh, year for me, but it was a uh, a trip down with Nick Pope. Mm -hmm. It was Nick and I. Uh, AJ Gavard uh, is the uh, king of Brazilian ufology, to be sure, and uh, he he put together a four city tour starting in the north at Recife and and finishing up at Curitiba. Uh, we had great turnouts. 250, 350, 400, and 600. Wow. Uh, the Brazilian people are very well informed on this issue because uh, Gavard has now been down there for 40 years uh, with a magazine, Revista UFO, for I don't know how many years. Just a long time. Uh, conferences, research. It's it's a, a rare situation where one person virtually is dominating a country. Hmm. Uh, you don't have that. Uh, uh, there may not be anybody quite like him. So he works really, really hard. So he put together Four City Tour, and uh, the people are very enthusiastic, extremely appreciative. We were kind of treated like rock stars, to be honest with you, Rob. Uh, <laughs> kind of want to go back. Hmm. How does the government uh, treat the UFO phenomenon down there compared to the United States and Canada? Uh, it's well the military mm -hmm. has engaged the issue openly and even cooperated in past times with uh, AJ's group 
on some research and so forth. So there's an openness there that was pretty, pretty uh, notable. Uh, Brazil's a major country. A lot of people don't realize how big it is. It's the fifth largest country in the world. It's the seventh largest, seventh largest economy in the world. It's got 210 million people. Um, but it's had a it's had a pretty tumultuous politics. Um, you had the, the 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 progressives leftists in power for some time, and there was a lot of upheaval. So the president was uh, imprisoned, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have a someone from the right, Bolsonaro, comes in. Uh, the economy is is while growing, uh, it's still uh, not comparable to the the, the 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 top countries like the US uh, things are much less expensive down there which is nice the uh, you know, food is fantastic and it's like a fraction of the cost that you pay here so it's an interesting country now they're burning down the, the there's a lot of burning down of the Amazon forest uh, in order to get more uh, space for farming and also uh, certainly for cattle uh, it, it could be a risky move, but it will ultimately generate income. So the last 10, 15 years, really, the UFO thing has not been on the government's mind. There's not really too much happening there. But the people are paying attention. And the enthusiasm is quite high. Brazil will be very comfortable and ready for disclosure when it comes. And I'm kind of talking to some people down there who have some in, in, ins. Uh, and we're talking about moving quickly to engage the Brazilian government if there's a major development up here may not be disclosure per se but it could be another significant release of information by the To The Stars Academy Uh, and uh, I'm thinking about getting down there possibly and have some meetings with the government that would be kind of nice to get them ready to participate and I do this with any country frankly Uh, Every country is going to have to to react to development soon, um, like the the release of the gun camera footage and the New York Times articles of now two years ago. Uh, there were like four, almost five hundred articles written about that and 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 subsequent related stuff to the to the Stars Academy. Those five hundred articles are in fact linked on my website. You can go read them all. Um, and, and so I'm sure some countries took note, but there are probably even bigger events in the future coming. And every country is going to have to decide what it's going to do. Is it going to just completely sit quiet? Is it going to uh, maybe work to have some hearings in their legislatures and so forth? Uh, it's a global reality, a global phenomena. It will have global impact. And so I'm trying to have some interactions uh, outside the U.S. And this was certainly a, a very good one. And I look forward, I look forward to visiting uh, Brazil again, hopefully in the not too near future. Uh, in, in a distant, not too distant future. How does the uh, sightings of UFOs par- uh, parallel the sightings that are being reported in the United States and Canada? Are they the same types of craft? Are they the same types of radar trackings? Or are they different? I don't think there's much difference anywhere in the world these days. Mm-hmm. I think if you go back in time, as you go back in time, ancient aliens is... Uh, is uh, the uh, go-to, obviously, show to learn about ancient times. uh, By the way, Ancient Aliens just had a disclosure show Mm -hmm. called The Countdown Disclosure. That went out the 22nd. uh, And a lot of emphasis on some important developments lately, which is 
uh, it's kind of an interesting conflation of stuff that happened. And Nick Pope, not surprisingly, was in the middle of it all. Um, but um, uh, Tucker Carlson is interested in this issue a lot. And he's a very right-wing con- commentator on Fox News. Mm-hmm. But he also has the ear of the president. And he was very impressed by the To The Stars Academy releases, the, the New York Times articles. So he has done a lot of shows on this. I think he's had Nick Pope on eight times. Um, why? Why is Nick Pope, uh, you know, kind of got the reputation as the as an expert in ufologies when all well, ufology when all he was was a, a clerk at the at the Air Ministry desk? He well, look, he 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 had a position in government related to this issue, and he dealt with some. Uh, he dealt with a lot of reports for three years. Mm-hmm. Very there's there's nobody really out there at all that's done that then he had but he had a full career as a as a uh, you know mod fellow he, yeah. he did he actually did a couple of quick stints overseas including iraq uh just very quick but he had a full career and he retired from that he has spent a lot of time obviously looking at the issue and speaking he's done two documentaries just within the last year yeah he's written a couple of books so he's knowledgeable um but I think what's important about Nick is he, he, he has this government connection and he has a fairly, how would you say, sensible uh, approach, I guess you could say, to the issue uh, and, and, and speaks of it in a way that is, I think, very resonant and comfortable for uh, a lot of the mainstream news people. Uh, it's kind of a centered uh, sensible, reasonable, doesn't get too carried away. He's not an activist. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he is, but he, he he's, and then and then he comes across as as uh, as being straightforward. For that reason, he's gotten a lot of interviews. He's also been advisor to a number of movies, fictional movies of of, of substance, mm-hmm. uh, and we need that. Uh, every, you know, I, I'm the fairly aggressive political activist, for instance. I go much further than a lot of people do, and I also get into areas that others don't. All right, stand by, Stephen. We've got to take our first break. Oh, sure. Exxon Radio uh, is the station that you're listening to on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And my guest this hour is Stephen Bassett. Now, if you'd like more information about Stephen, his website is www.paradigmresearchgroup.com. Org, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Once again, you can always send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and on all social media sites, exxonradiotv.com. Don't go away. wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. 
Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Steve Bassett is my guest, www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. Stephen, how much closer are we to disclosure? It, it's, it's complicated. Uh, there have been significant developments mm-hmm. uh, and uh, things that have never happened before, unprecedented. Such as? To the Stars Academy is clearly an example. It's an unprecedented situation. Uh, some people take it for granted. Uh, I don't. Why? They've done, huh? Why do people put all the faith that certain aspects of society do? You know, DeLong, he's, you know, he's an entertainer. He's, you know, he likes this, the limelight. You know, you've got the people who were apparently part of the government who have jumped ship. You've got people now from... Uh, for example, T.D. Barnes, who used to work at Area 51, is saying, hey, listen, the gun camera stuff, it's got nothing to do with ETs. And then you've got members of the CIA who are coming out now saying, no, it's, 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 an, ob- it's an operation that was on a need-to-know basis. So who does the public believe? Do they believe a rock star or do they believe the government? Hmm. Let's see. i to parse that. Uh there's been plenty of uh, criticism and skepticism about it. Mm-hmm. That was expected because uh, trust in government is very low in the United States, frankly, okay. and justifiably so. Um, that's per- point number one. Point number two, they didn't jump ship. Um, this was planned from the inside. How do we know this it was planned? Not- How do we know it was planned? How do we know that this is part of a greater, greater picture? You know, in in today's world with all these different TV shows and how the media, the entertainment media, can actually swing the public more than the news media can these days, how do we know this is real and not just another storming of Area 51? It's like anything else. It's really complicated, and that's what this is. This is a very complicated enterprise. The more you look into it, the more you know about it. Uh, the, the easier it is to get a sense of what's happening. Most people simply don't have the time to look at it uh, in a broad and in, in broad in a broad and deep way. Right. Uh, as I said, may, I may have not mentioned, but uh, since the announcement of the Two Stars Academy, October eleventh, two thousand and uh, uh, seventeen, there have been about five hundred articles related to it and mm-hmm. the New York Times uh, articles, as well as other developments that are connected. To well, let, let me ask you, if Doug DeLong was not part of the Stars Academy, you know, would the media have picked it up as much as it has? Oh, yeah. The media would have definitely picked it up, but it would have been a, a little trickier maneuver 
again, getting back, I mean, I've, I've read these articles, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, if someone's got the time, they want to read 500 articles right? sure. and read their entire website and, and, and know something about the people that are involved and, and, and paying attention, which is my job. Right? right. That's what I do. So other people can lead their lives and then get reports from time to time. So I think you're going to have to just trying to trust me on this. I mean, I've looked at it pretty thoroughly and uh, it's very clear that this was planned from the inside, had to be. And I can give you a number of reasons for that. Uh, and it was in response, as I've said on your show before, to political developments in 2015, 14, 15, but mostly 15, going into 16. And that was because of the Clinton campaign and uh, her t- political team's repeated statements about the ET issue under pressure from reporters who were being pushed by into the story mm-hmm. they were drawn into the story by prg in washington we started here i had a, my public relations person publicist rather uh had a lot of contacts we got stories in play once they got in play they grew people the reporters were contacting clinton they were contacting podesta uh they really couldn't speak to them so they ended up having to make some sort of statements each one of those statements generated even more articles so this was going on and they very much suspected that Clinton was going to disclose right. when she got to be president. And that would have created a big problem for the military intelligence complex, without question. Because they knew uh, when this thing broke big, meaning disclosure, uh, particularly if it was first by the president. And they also knew her history. They knew the history of the, the connection between her husband and the ET issue and the fact that the, the government stonewalled him completely and they attacked them relentlessly uh, so the Rockefeller Initiative wouldn't go anywhere uh, and then created that $22 million bogus Air Force report with the mogul balloons and all that. I mean, she, she was angry and she wanted that legacy back. They knew that, mm-hmm. knew all about that. So they, they, they took a proactive, made, they made a proactive complex decision to engage the issue, but they couldn't do it directly. The Pentagon couldn't start doing and releasing stuff uh, about this issue just directly out of the Pentagon uh, because it, they, they, they answer to the commander in chief. They, they're all all working for the same guy, uh, whoever that president is. And so what they did is they got they created enough space inside, enough support base inside the Pentagon primarily to uh, support the idea of a number of people who had worked w- in, throughout the military intelligence complex their whole careers, all essentially at retirement level, re- retired or about to retire, uh, and bring them together in a group that would engage the issue outside of the military intelligence complex, in other words, in the public arena. Um, and that they could do regardless of whether Tom DeLong showed up, but he was at their door. He'd been at their door for a long time, pushing a very similar idea. He wanted them. He felt they needed to get involved publicly, mm-hmm. uh, do something publicly. And he had grand ideas about media stuff, documentaries, books, all that, which is which is fine. He also had money. He sold 30 million records. Huge interest and knowledgeable guy. He'd been reading for almost over 10 years extensively on the subject. And they needed a front person who wasn't them. That that was that was the reason that history basically landed in Tom DeLonge's lap. They knew that if they created this public group, whatever you want to call it, in this case, to the Stars Academy, uh, and the the head guy, the lead, had to be a lead person, was a thirty year CIA fellow or a thirty year Pentagon intel. 
that the distrust of the project would be even greater. And their ability to connect to a larger public would be hampered. So they made a calculation that Tom, with no connections to military intelligence complex, no career, you know, in the military at all, basically a high school education and, and was a musician on multiple bands, other entrepreneurial projects, successful guy, no question, mm-hmm. smart, but not not a CIA operative. That that would that would make the group, I think, more acceptable to a larger population. Now, the insiders, I mean, in our world, the, the ET community, research activist community had the reverse effect because we're we're just having trouble taking that seriously. Uh, we've been at this a long time after all. I get that. But I, I understood pretty much what they were doing from the beginning. And so I know I've been following it very closely because it has enormous implications for disclosure and therefore the work that I do. Sure. But and, let me and, ask you let me ask you this, Steve. If yeah. if if Clinton, if elected, would have come up with disclosure, like Bernie Sanders is now saying, if elected, you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll spill the beans on all the ET information the government has. Why didn't President Obama take the torch and disclose it if it well, was there? It, it, let's put it this way: Bernie just made a very small, short statement at the very end of uh, a Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan, I think, mm-hmm. what is the uh, Joe Rogan reality? Uh, anyway, so n- nothing, nothing much there. In fact, there's been almost nothing from these candidates, which is interesting, given all of the statements and all of the coverage of the issue. In could the it, yeah, but could it be that it's old news now that the media as well as the candidates are looking at the ET issue as a as a non-viable reality? Oh God, no, uh, no, it's not that. Uh, these can the 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 can these candidates mm-hmm. have. None of the candidates that are running now have much of a connection to the issue. Uh, and it's it's early and everybody is trying to get a few percentage points. So approaching this issue in these campaigns right now mm-hmm. would, would, for the Democrats, very reluctant. Trump is in a different situation. He doesn't know anything about it. He has been given a short briefing uh, by the pilots. Pretty sure about that. Uh, which he did not really respond to too much. No, he didn't. No. But, but he did. He did. Uh, he gave an interview to Tucker Carlson while he was in Japan, and Tucker asked him about this issue because, again, Tucker is very much interested in this, and he gave a you know, modest response. Uh, and people apparently have some seen things. I'm not necessarily uh, believe much about this. I'm not a believer. Uh, but, but that still, that's the can- that's the president on camera being asked a question. Meanwhile, Tucker's bringing Nick Pope on over and over again. Yeah, as well I, as some- I, I understand that. I understand that. But you have to understand, Steve, not everybody puts Nick Pope on a pedestal and thinks he, that he is the, the be-all when it comes to the UFO phenomenon. But it, it's not about Nick, Rob. It's the fact that he is part of the research activist community. And he's getting on one of the top news shows regularly to talk about this issue. He's, he's an entertainer. Others. He's an entertainer. That's how he makes his money. That's Wait, how he makes his living. We talk about Nick. Or we talk about Tom DeLonge. I'm talking about Nick Pope. I wouldn't call him an entertainer. Well, I would. Well, okay, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. He's he's he, I know him and I know what he's doing. He's not. Is he a, a researcher at the depth of say a Linda Moulton Howe? No. Yeah. But uh, he 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 plays. He is he is the right person to to get to a larger audience 
on this subject because he has a mainstream quality about it. All right, listen, we've got, to, we've, got to take, we've got to take our news break. Please stand by. Yeah. Exxon Nation, uh, Stephen Bassett is our guest, www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this break with the news. Don't go away. that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. Stephen Bassett is our guest, www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. Steve, We've been talking about the 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 what from what I see the significance of certain people within the UFO community, their ability to to use their persona to get messages across to the media and ultimately to the different people that watch the different medias. Then we were talking about Tucker Carlson. You know, being in the media, I see maybe I look at this with a with a pair of glasses that most people don't. It's about ratings. It's about numbers you know certain shows skew certain age groups at certain times and they skew their guests towards those those listeners and those viewers uh, I, what i've noticed myself when it comes to mainstream media the ufo question has lost its traction when I look at the when I look at the uh, the the mainstream, you know, and I'm not saying that Fox News isn't a mainstream uh, because they are in my book, but it, it seems like it's it's like okay, so there's other things to cover that are more important in the news than talking about UFOs and the possibility of disclosure, especially like I said at the beginning of the show, when you've got people like T.D. Barnes who worked at Area 51 and other members of the paramilitary complex who were CIA contractors as well as CIA operatives and agents who are saying, well, you know what? The gun footage is not of an extraterrestrial. It was and is a classified project that we have been working on for years. You know, the same thing happened, according to these people, when the SR-71 was first flying. And then the... Then the um, the stealth fighters and stealth bombers. So who do we believe once again? Do we believe Tom DeLonge and all the TV uh, hype? Or do we believe the people who worked on these projects throughout the, the uh, throughout oh. time at Area 51 where, you know, where all this seems to be centered in, in the UFO phenomenon? And what they're saying is, yes, it's a UFO because it's unidentified. People who don't need to know don't need to know. So who do we believe? Everyone's got a 
make their own choice on that. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not aware of some of the people you've mentioned. I am familiar with most of the, um, a lot of the, the uh, debunking that's been going on. But, it, but is and it the, why, why is it called debunking with when somebody makes a statement that doesn't, doesn't meet the party line of the UFO community? No, when someone makes a reasonable criticism or shows a bit of skepticism, yeah. that's that's not a problem. Debunking is when people are basically talking out their rear end. But but and when we're talking when we're talking there's a ton of that out there. Yeah, but there's uh, also a ton wrong. of there's they're also a ton of wrong. But there's also uh, a ton of that within the UFO community as well. Again, I'm 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 let's I'm trying to the whole the whole issue is extremely broad and complex and you can pick anything out of it and mm-hmm. go this way or that way. Uh, I'm, I've been focusing very much on this particular project, why it happened, what it means, what it's saying, what it's doing, and I'm pretty much up on it. Uh, there are a lot of people criticizing it that haven't done that, and they're not up on it. And so uh, they make statements. They say that the gun camera footage was fake. Right. Well, then the Navy comes out and confirms, no, it's not. But the Navy fact, is saying, the Navy, wait a sec here, as far as I've read, and from what I understand, the, the Navy is saying that the gun footage camera is real, and I can go along with that. But nowhere yeah. do I see anything from the Navy that says it is not that it is an extraterrestrial extraterrestrial vehicle. Not they didn't say extraterrestrial. They said that it, they they said it was in fact from Air Force planes. So that 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 stripped away a lot of the criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said people said it was bogus. It was fake. So the Navy says, no, it's not fake. It's yeah. actually gun camera footage from right. our planes. And yeah. the Navy said it's unidentified aerial phenomenon, which right. they can't identify. They don't understand it. Right. But that uh, doesn't, that doesn't mean the, it's a UFO from Alpha Century. Again, the issue is not right now whether it's, you know, we're trying to get from here to there. Disclosure would be the announcement. Yeah. This stuff is extraterrestrial. We haven't gotten that yet. But how do you... It doesn't mean that a lot of people don't know there's extraterrestrials here. I I can assure you that the members of the To The Stars Academy know a hell of a lot more than they are saying. Uh, And probably every single one of them knows that this phenomenon is extraterrestrial. How do you know that, Steve? Like, come on, you're you're a very intelligent, well-educated man that I have Mm -hmm. a lot of respect for. How can you say that? Easy, because I'm paying attention. But you're, right. have, you have, seen, have you seen? Have you seen Look, the evidence? What evidence have you seen that makes you so positive that To the Stars Academy has all the answers? I didn't say they had all the or answers. Or that they that they know that extra that extraterrestrials are real. Well, for I mean, one thing, I mean, besides what you've read, first of all, the evidence for the extraterrestrial presence is pretty substantial. All right, so. Uh, and we could spend the next three hours going over it, but sure. we don't have three hours. Uh, these people have been deeply involved in the military intelligence complex. They have high security clearances. They've worked on various programs. And so if we figured out in the public arena that the extraterrestrial presence is real, what, they're working from the inside and they don't know anything? Uh, but I'll tell you, one of the clues that, uh, again, this is a complicated thing and it's not easy. This is not trivial. This is not like, oh, they just make an announcement, send out an email. Right. Uh, they're trying to do something that has never been done before. This group is unprecedented. What they've done is unprecedented. The gun camera footage that, that, that El- Elizondo delivered to the New York Times mm. was declassified specifically by the DOD and given to him. 
knowing it was going to go to the New York Times. All that right. has never happened. Before. All right, but if but if the UFO, if the gunship, if the gun camera footage would mm-hmm. have gone to the New York Times and said, "Hey, listen, this was from one of our fighters. It is footage of something that is an unidentified aerial phenomenon. We don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Would it have carried the same weight?" As, as it being presented as a UFO? It was, pre- well, for, first of all, it was presented as UAPs. You know, we're getting away from the UFO uh, acronym. We're going to UAP. There's a reason for that. So it was, it was, it was put forward as unidentified aerial phenomena. Right. Now, the New York Times didn't just get gun camera footage. They did a lot of interviews. They vetted this, the, the, all that information thoroughly before they put that article out. And... We have more than just the gun camera footage. We have probably, I don't know how many now, seven, eight, nine witnesses. Uh, many, not simply the pilots, mm-hmm. but also the, uh, the radar, not just radar, but the advanced surveillance systems mm-hmm. off the Princeton, which was the tech ship right. uh, as part of the carrier group. And they'd been tracking these things for days before the aircraft carrier turned up. And they had tracked it up to, uh, I think they had seen as many as 80 and they had seen that 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 particular one, mm-hmm. that tic tac, that was eventually picked up on the Fleur, yeah. hover over the ocean at twenty feet and shoot up to eighty thousand feet in a second. But listen, let me ask you this, and this is a question I'm sure many people have asked you: Why the Navy? How come it wasn't monitored by NORAD? How come the Air Force surveillance systems didn't pick these up? Well, you, you've got uh, essentially you have a. This occurred in the the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, West of Mexico, Bob, and Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there, that's, and it happened to be picked up by the carrier group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking pretty far out at sea. Now, is it possible that ground radar in, in, in California might have been seeing something? I don't know. How about the satellite, but, uh, satellite surveillance systems that, you know, are all over the place, especially in the Pacific with what's going on with China? How come they didn't pick it up? Well, we don't know that they didn't. I mean, but the they, nature of the truth embargo is that if the, if the U.S. satellites were picking up uh, unidentified aerial phenomena right. of extraordinary capability, they're not going to tell us. But but if if in fact that this was something that was well planned by by these former members of the military intelligence and intelligence community, don't wouldn't they have said at that time of the disclosure of this gun footage camera that, hey, listen, you know, it was tracked by the Air Force, it was tracked by our surveillance systems, it was tracked by the Navy. That wasn't done. There was no collaboration by any other arm of the armed services that this, in fact, did happen. Well, remember, we're talking about an event that took place mm-hmm. in 2004. Yeah, I know. Something happened. Right. right? They didn't, it wasn't arranged. It just happened. And it was picked up initially by, and, and, and it's not like you can just see anything at any distance. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for not, there was a craft in the area mm-hmm. uh, of the carrier group and was picked up by the, uh, the Princeton. Right. Uh, they didn't actually get the planes up till a couple of days later. Because the carrier, the carrier had not arrived yet, and so they they were dealing with the phenomena in that particular area. They uh, took planes up. They 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 they, they saw it. You had pilots that you know had an insight, and you had the FLIR radar pick it up, and then the Princeton was tracking everything. And that all happened in 2004, and not surprisingly, that was not revealed. Uh, 2004. If, 2004. If there okay. was if there was any more. Uh, 
coverage, mm-hmm. any more surveillance from elsewhere. They were going to tell us that either. But some witnesses did kind of, there were some leaks about this that did come out, and there were some researchers nosing around this case a um, number of years ago, but it didn't really go anywhere. So when the To the Stars Academy came out, uh, they needed to make a move. And so the plan was clearly that they would present significant information to the New York Times to create mm-hmm. some major stories. All right, stand by, Steve. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, Stephen Bassett is our special guest. He is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group. It was founded in 1996 uh, to end government-imposed embargo on the truth behind ET-related phenomena. His website is www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. We'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone on the other side of this break. Don't go away. wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Steve Ambassador is the executive director of Paradigm Research Group, and his website is paradigmresearchgroup.org. What do you think the next uh, the next event in the disclosure is going to be, Stephen? Assuming the ETs don't do anything radical. Yeah, true. Um, there's always a possibility that something can come from another nation, another mm-hmm. head of state, at any time. I uh, can't track all that. Uh, but assuming, so if we're going to focus it on the U.S., uh, the next major development will almost certainly come from the To the Stars Academy. They've got more gun camera footage. They've, they've admitted to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they've got a lot more than that. And we would have probably <clears throat> already <clears throat> had that out. But there's something else going on, which has complicated this whole business. Which is? Um, and that is the presidential crisis, the constitutional crisis that, that America has been sliding into for the last three years. Um, it's non-trivial. It's a pretty big deal. It's tied up the entire political class in Washington. Um, every senator and every member of Congress is in a semi-existential situation where if things go one way, they lose mm-hmm. their job. Some are already retiring. They're just not quitting. They're just walking away. Um, we've got the courts involved. We've got multiple districts. There's all kinds of filings that are coming, indictments, trials, and of course the fundamental impeachment process, which has essentially been going on for nine months. Yeah, I, I can understand that. You know, it, it's you know, it's it's really great airplay for for the Democrats as they get into the election mode. But listen, if but let's say that this disclosure phenomenon is worldwide. 
How come there isn't another country that is making headway with the disclosure? Why does the disclosure depend on the United States? It's not so much that it depends on the United States. Um, Every country has got their own uh, issues and agendas. Mm -hmm. Um, The United States, 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 China, and Russia Mm -hmm. are special, uh, primarily because of the the uh, amount of nuclear weapons they have, right? The amount of military, mm-hmm. and also the economy. Except Russia has a poor economy, small but big weapons. Um, <clears throat> and so, what we do has more impact on the world than other nations. You know, the old phrase is, "America gets a cold, the world gets a flu. If oh. America gets a flu, the world gets pneumonia." Okay, I understand uh, that. But here's me. Here's what I'm. What I'm going to try and have some sense put to that mm-hmm. if these are in fact extraterrestrial craft that are entering restricted airspace the airspace of the united states the airspace of right. of the united kingdom russia canada would this not take precedence over the political crisis within the country since you have an outside force invading the airspace mm-hmm. of all these countries would that not take precedence if it was an outside force invading, but that's that's not what it is, and they've known that for some time. The American government, any other governments, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, almost all the major governments are aware of this phenomenon because they've all got gun camera footage of intercepts, uh, all of which, of course, is withheld. Uh, the first gun camera footage ever released was released by the To the Stars Academy. It's a major milestone. Oh, oh, okay, okay, but so, but still, that makes answer. that makes no. Answer. You see, that makes no sense to John Q. Public, and I think this is where. The the public is looking at what's going on with the you know TTSA and all the hype that they're putting it through and all their spokespeople that say, give your head a shake. It makes no sense because <laughs> if well, these craft were indeed from outside our planet or off our planet, from another planet, interdimensional, however you want to look at it, they're breaking into our protected airspace and the government is doing nothing about it. That would kick the, the the current sitting government out of office faster than an impeachment process. Why and do you yet think that's not happening. Embargo. That's why we have a truth. One of the reasons we have a truth embargo. The U.S. Let's just talk about the U.S. government. Okay. The U.S. government has been aware of this phenomena in a formal way, significant way, since 1947. In, in, in a very short amount of time, the U.S. government realized there's not a damn thing they could do about these craft. They could come and go at will. They couldn't stop them. Mm-hmm. They can't shoot them down. Uh, they're too advanced. And at some point, you recognize that and you go about your business. But you don't tell the public. You don't tell the public because it's going to be awkward to tell them, look, we do have these, these things in our airspace. Uh, they don't necessarily they're not necessarily invading mm-hmm. but they're doing what they want to do and there's nothing we can do about it they'd just rather not talk about it at all so that's part of the reason you have a truth embargo um they turn off our missiles we have plenty of evidence for that hover over our bases turn off our nuclear missiles government doesn't want to talk about that either because there's nothing they can do about that and they're contacting and abducting human beings around the world in large numbers and there's nothing the government can do about that either so you have a tooth embargo for many reasons, but not the least of which, is the government is simply not able to, well, the government has come with powerless. Mm-hmm. But the public, I don't care about that, and the public shouldn't care. Uh, if the government is powerless, then say so. 
they're here. There's nothing we can do about it. But let's at least discuss it. Let's make you aware. But if they're and here, but, but if they're here, Stephen, but if they're here, why don't they make their presence known to the masses? I so it cannot. They do. They do Where? In, in, in their own little way, in their own way. It's it, there's a there's a there's a plan to this, Rob. It's it's not random. There's an agenda. There's a plan. That plan includes putting crop circles down in the UK fields year after year. But why the That's UK? Why why the UK? And why not in Canada? Why not in other countries? Why just the UK? For what? Well, there have been crop circles in other countries, but very few. And I suspect they're human made because it would be easy to do. Right. Uh, by going back to the same fields in the UK mm -hmm. year after year after year, it's guaranteed to get attention. I see. In fact. You have whole teams of people that literally go to the UK for crop circle season, camp out, have drones, mm -hmm. ultralights, yeah. uh, night vision binoculars, high-level cameras to try to catch the damn things being made. And, of course, there's a huge amount of coverage. The crop circles have been covered extensively, huge numbers of photographs. People have them on their refrigerators all over the world. So if, if their intent is to let you know we're here but without getting too uh, open about it, and to do it in a way that's non-threatening, crop circles make a lot of sense. They take cattle, drain their blood, take special materials from them, and then drop them back on the ranch. Why not drop them in the Pacific Ocean? Why drop uh, them at all? If you're that advanced, you need not take a cow, just cut certain parts of it. Or you take one cow, cut what you need, and then do the experimentation. Or take a male, uh, take a bull, take a cow, take it to your ET ranch and breed them so you don't have to keep coming back. To There's so much that your makes ET, no sense. The ET ranch? Okay. Look, uh, the point I'm making is this. They could take that material mm -hmm. and, and, and make the animal disappear, but they don't. They leave it behind, knowing full well that we're going to be pretty intrigued by that. Um, and we are. And let me tell you something. There has never been an explanation for this phenomena. The government has never really openly investigated it, uh, which is rather interesting, given you're talking about multi-thousand-dollar animals by the thousands being killed this way. Uh, the best they can come up with is a few lame explanations, uh, apparently packs of roving dogs that have laser uh, cutting technology or whatever the hell. So there's plenty of ways that ETs are letting us know that we're here. But open contact... And, and again, taking somebody out of their bedroom at two in the evening, in the morning is not open contact. It's covert. But open contact where they're engaging the government, that hasn't happened yet. However, I firmly believe that's exactly where we are going. All right. And open contact will be preceded by disclosure. Ideally. I mean, okay. I've been doing this show for 30 years. Mm. 30 years talking to people from all over the world yeah. about this and many other topics. And yet, over the 30 years, I've seen no significant change or any significant proof to substantiate any of the claims that are being made. Well, then we have to disagree. I, I think there's been extensive proof, uh, quite, quite extensive, overwhelming, mm -hmm. and beyond a reasonable doubt. So, I mean, you and I could probably get together and have a very long discussion over many, a couple of big bottles of scotch. I'll drink to that. Uh, but we don't have that kind of time now. I, I, I can only say yeah. that... I've seen, I've looked at the evidence, I, I know what it is, I'm absolutely convinced there's an extraterrestrial presence. But why isn't that evidence shared with John Q. Public? The, because that's the truth, well, it is being shared by the citizen science activist movement, mm -hmm. but it wasn't being shared by the government, except in little dribs and drabs. Some of it was intentional, some of it was accidental, 
But overall, there has been a truth embargo in place since 1947, 48, 49, 50. It's still essentially in place, but it's significantly weaker. The embargo was designed to make sure that this issue remained contained, that there was not a formal recognition and confirmation so that the entire world's people could just jump onto this thing and try to find out what's going on. They didn't want that to happen. They still don't. However, what we know is that a group within the Pentagon, as of two years ago, mm -hmm. decided it was time to take some uh, proactive. Okay, measure. so so uh, I've got about 20 seconds before I have to say so long, Steve. If mm -hmm. if the government is maintaining a an embargo, they found mm -hmm. out that these guys were forming the TTSA, that they were going to spill mm -hmm. the beans. If, in right. fact, the government was against the release of this, why were these people allowed to get away with it? Makes key no sense. Point. Very key question. Because there apparently is a group of a sizable, a sizable group mm -hmm. inside that wants this to go forward, and they were able to provide the cover and the backing for them to do it. We assume that there's also groups inside the military intelligence complex that would rather this didn't happen. Right. And that's one of the reasons why the TTSA has to operate on a certain protocol, certain guidelines. All right, Steve, I hate to do this, my friend, but you and I have to say so long for tonight. Always okay. great pleasure talking, and uh, when we can get together with that Scotch and, Scotch and Jack Daniels, let me know. One day. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. Right, Safe travels. Exonation. Stephen Bassett has been our guest. www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.